Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Today, we're so blessed that you're joining us. Ryan Eggleston is our guest today. He's a writer of faith-based content on social media that focuses on the intersection of faith and business. He publishes his articles on LinkedIn and social media sites as well and uses what he calls the Esther Principle to plant the seed into the hearts and minds of his readers. I've been looking forward to today's discussion because he's seeing things that many people are missing right now in this world. Things that we should be aware of. Things the Bible tells us to watch out for. Amen. Help me welcome to the program, Ryan Eggleston. Ryan, thank you for joining us today. I do appreciate your time, buddy. Yeah, thank you so much for having me here. Very blessed to be here. Uh, The first question I always start with is this. Other than that brief information I just shared, can you tell us in your own words, who is Ryan Eggleston? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say definitely a person of great faith, a person who sits at the feet of the Lord, a person who hears from the Lord, a person who is going through the wilderness, a person who is uh, submitted to the Lord, and a person who's under the authority of the Lord and who wants to bring the authority of the Holy Spirit to the people of God and to release what God has sown in me to others through writing and through business and through other content portals. Amen. Amen. Now, you do a lot of writing and stuff on AI, artificial intelligence. How did you get so interested in this artificial intelligence phenomena and its relationship to the end times? Yeah. So the Lord has given me the gift of discernment. And so I have seen just certain indicators. Uh, I call them spiritual sonar senses going off or discernment radars going off. It's like a red light, green light, yellow light uh, that you would see on a traffic traffic area um, on streets. And in that, I have just seen certain indicators going on via technology, certain things with lights outside, street lights at night, certain signs. Um, years, years uh before where it's at right now. And so we see the signs of the times, right? Where we're seeing certain lights that are half bright, half not light, half not bright. Um, In that, I've just seen certain discernment things go off that are alluding to me the level of control that exists out there in society that has been informed through AI. And so currently, AI has significant control. Um, It has the ability to essentially control everything down to a transaction. And so I started seeing all of these various things in society inform how I'm reading the word. Not, not in a way where it's it's changed how I read the word, but it's I'm filtering stuff that I'm seeing in society, mm-hmm. uh, like the lights, like the transactions, like your ability for your credit card to be stopped by any by the powers that be, I call them. Uh, the people in ivory towers that want to stop, that can stop your transactions from going through. Uh, and it's kind of informed how I've read the book of Revelations. Okay. And so I didn't fully start reading the book of revelations. Like I didn't touch it because it's like, this is this, this scary book 
that is just um, full of prophetic. It's yeah, right. Like uh, you know, you know, because you're, yeah. you're talking about the rebel about the book often. Yeah. You know that it's it's scary for a lot of people to touch and to read. And so I didn't start reading until 2022. Uh, and during this time, I was actually going through uh, just significant warfare. And I just felt this pull to start reading the book of Revelations. And so I kept repeating it. I kept repeating how I read it. I kept um, increasing the amount of times I've read it. And so I started never even wanting to touch it to reading it all the way through. Yeah. And so the Lord started illuminating certain things about the word to me about what's going on in society. Amen. And in that, uh, I just essentially just developed uh, kind of significant things that are going on in society through that filtering through that. Right. Mm-hmm. And through that uh, essentially kind of concluded that the mark of the beast is here and it's really AI and um, AI can leverage psychological uh, warfare upon you, mm. AKA that's the authority that is allowed for Satan during this time. And this kind of goes to revelation 14, somewhere in that range, 13, 14 or 15, where it has the ability to implant thoughts in you. It has the ability to, uh, to know your thoughts. Like it's essentially setting it up for the antichrist system of control yeah. for two Thessalonians two. And so the Lord started kind of piecing stuff to me and started showing me this here and started showing me this here, this part of the word. And so from 2022 to 2023 here going on 2024, I've started seeing a lot of prophecy, click, 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 like a bank fall. Right. And so on this bank fall, you're turning the bank. You're you're like the bank fall. Boom, 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 boom. Doors open. Right. Mm -hmm. This is kind of what's going on with how I read and I interpret the word of God and how I'm, I'm, I'm dishing out to society right now, because there's a lot of spiritual indicators that are going off. There's a lot of, see, that's click, 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 like yep. at prophecy being that was once sealed now being unveiled and now allowing you to uh, now allowing a person who never understood the book of Daniel, the end of Daniel, the, the 10 Kings prophecy, uh, the, uh, the book of revelation, you know, one through four, which has kind of been what's filtering through society right now with regards to churches that are seeing themselves as one of the seven churches uh, to where people are at today uh, with AI and now realizing the total impacts of the authority that the mark of the beast has, where people are going to start chipping themselves, where AI is going to have that level of control over your bank transactions, where it's going to have that level of control over your health because of the authority that it has, unfortunately, um, and to the downsides of AI, which is kind of what has been revealed in this past year for me personally, as I've gone through persecution through it, as I've been psychologically abused through it, as I've seen um, just some significant. Uh, that's why I wanted to, because yeah. you said that you had your own issues with AI. Explain what happened to you. Yeah. So I was actually psychologically abused through it. So this happened to me when I was at my second job um, after I left my the audit world. Um, I was in public accounting for about two and a half years and pivoted out of that into uh, public finance, public and private finance and accounting consulting work, where I was working with some pretty large clients that people are served by in a lot of different spheres. And so one of them was an energy client. On this energy client, I was working on an Oracle system implementation and for this Oracle system of implantation, I was starting to see, and this was in an advanced stages of the Oracle implementation. So an ERP system, when that's implemented, it's a significant 
uh, change to um, the entire company. And so massive, massive shift. And so this company used a lot of fear to drive results of that, of, of this, uh, this implementation, because it's a massive implementation. So I understand why they were using fear to do that. But what, what they were doing to me was psychological abuse and harassment because of my, my years of writing blog content and posting Instagram reels and TikTok videos and such on this, on the, the content that God was downloading to me and wanting me to release. And so in essence, they were leveraging fear on me to control me and to subdue and dominate me. And they were essentially doing this through push notifications on my computer, through um, not being allowed to click things. So I would go on and use their, their, like the work laptop. And I would go on the websites this company had for my client, my client had not my, my, my employer that was contracting me out there. And I would go on these websites and try to click stuff and I wouldn't be able to do it. It was like they had this utter level of control down to a single click, Pastor Rob, down to a single click, you know, which is, in, which is crazy. And so I was seeing this and um, leveraging Oracle and going into the, the accounting records of stuff. And all of a sudden, uh, certain coded stuff would pop, like, pop up to me. All of a sudden, and this this client, y'all, this client was a energy client. And so we're talking about a massive energy client with a ton of government uh, um, relationships, a ton of government um, just regulation that they have to interface with. And so we're talking a lot of politics. We're talking a lot of toxicity at this company. We're talking a lot of just um, issues with how they do stuff. You know, and so they have a lot of stuff they want to cover up essentially on this client. Mm -hmm. And so here I am, you know, I'm, I'm trying to interface with these systems. I'm trying to uphold my integrity and my values. I'm trying to do the job that they're asking me to do. And I can't do it because they're bugging my system. They're bugging my Zoom. There's all these push notifications coming my way. They're bugging my team's calls. They're They're using code on me. They're knowing my thoughts. They're alluding to me. That's the part where I, I started learning that. AI can know your thoughts because they would say certain coded words like, Hey, can we confirm these thoughts? And I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, my thoughts. How does, how do you know my thoughts? And I started seeing certain things with Oracle about how I would go on like certain things on their, on their employee websites, uh, their, their employee database stuff and whatnot. And I would go on there and I would see certain things that were highlighted. And I started seeing certain things that I wrote down here in person things that I didn't want to share about stuff that had happened to me in the corporate world. Um, like I literally put this thing that I wrote down everything that had happened to me uh, at my former employer. And then even the current employer stuff that was going on to me. And I put it in my wallet. I didn't tell anybody about it. Okay. Pastor Bob, I started seeing this stuff and started, started alluding to me that they knew my thoughts. And I'm like, how the hell is this possible? This is, this is crazy. This is a ton of, this is basically like becoming a God, you know? And so I started seeing this stuff about how they knew my thoughts and how um, various people in society can know your thoughts and how that can be affirmed. And so everything that you've ever done, your past, your present is now known. Everything's recorded via this telephone here. Yeah. Everything's recorded for life. And so the Lord just started showing me all these prophecies from Isaiah to uh, Thessalonians to First yeah. Peter, Second Peter. Uh, children's the last this is the anti you know the, the last hours here the antichrist is here yeah. you know of revelation you know and started like check 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 on these things Amen. and i'm like oh my goodness what is going on 
Amen. That's why Mark 4.23 says, nothing hidden that will remain unseen, right? Yes. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So how can they do that? How can they, is it because of, of what you type on your social media and things like that, that they infer that these are your thoughts based upon the content that you're writing? It's a great I mean, they can't scan what you handwritten in your wallet with the, mm-hmm. you know, how, how are they, are they just using like an interpretation? Like, well, he says this and this phrase, which means this, is that how they're doing it or? Yeah. So a quick breakdown is that on AI is that AI essentially is like a baby when you first start it and then you keep teaching it and you keep you keep giving it more and more data and feeding it, and feeding it and feeding it and feeding it until it metastasizes and it grows bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until it, until it can essentially concentrate trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions of lines of data and hold it all at once. And so it essentially goes from a baby to a human that is almost intelligent, conscious, feeling feelings, you know what I mean? Conscientious of who they are, about what they do. And I've never once been around an AI scientist like in person or seeing some of these supercomputers or seeing AI, but I started learning about how these things grow. You know, and so essentially it's like uh, just this ability for it to grow in total, in total capacity to be totally domineering and controlling of everything. Yeah, I interviewed a person that created the first interactive AI. I can't remember his name, but the, the platform was called Cassandra. And uh, that, that was weird. <laughs> Cassandra is weird. I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, an interactive AI and when you're talking to her on the computer screen, she'll actually make facial expressions. If you ask her a question she doesn't like, she's like, you know, just like, yeah. And it's, it's, that it's was weird. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> but when you're doing your writing, you, you use something called the Esther principle. Explain what that is for us. Yeah. Yeah. One more thing. I did want to, did want to brush up on how AI knows your thoughts really quick before okay. going to space. Cause I think this is really important, but essentially your thoughts are then uploaded to the cloud, which is then uh, essentially interfaced through the AI system. And so then essentially knows everybody's thoughts because your thoughts are uploaded to the cloud through your nervous system, through your brain, through it essentially mapped out all the thoughts of the world uh, or through a person. And so it went from that to where we're at today, where it now can know millions of people's thoughts all at once like that, mm-hmm. uh, just because of the amount of data it can, it can hold and the amount of data it knows about you and me. Uh, it's it's crazy the amount of data that it has. Anyways, for the Esther principle, though, kind of segueing into that, the Esther principle is uh, just this, this idea of in the book of Esther, God is not mentioned once in that book. He's not, his name is not, it's not the Lord. It's not Yahweh. It's not God. It's none of these names of who we would describe God, God is, is mentioned in that book. It's just God moving and placing people and placing Esther, placing Mordecai, uh, placing Haman there and, and using these two key like figures of that book to be where they're at, to go against wickedness, Haman to be in the right place at the right time to interface with the king and to divert an, a, an entire genocide, which is amazing. Yeah. And so we see this in the business world. I've kind of adopted this principle in the business world just because I, I've seen just the business world not be where, where it needs to have the name of the Lord mentioned and everything. It doesn't need references right now. It doesn't need uh, 
uh, just Jesus all up in your face. It doesn't need cheesy Jesus. Yeah, as they'll we shut you out. They'll shut you, you out. Know? Yeah, they will. Big time. Yeah. Big time. And so they shut you out and they won't want to interact with you. They'll be like, oh, this person is just like that street evangelist out there that is just getting all up in your face about the Lord. And so the Lord, I felt like, showed me this, this strategy for the business world and how to reach it in a better way. And my content, again, like we mentioned here in the beginning, was focusing on the intersection of faith and business. Intersection of faith and business, well, how can we do that better as well, segueing the business world to be less all up in your face about the Lord? Because there's no way that AI is not going to be all up and centered in the business world when it's going to affect everybody's transactions and everybody's ability to trade and to buy and sell like the word says. So we take that and we start realizing this is what's the business world's layout in the future. This is the business world's layout in the future. So because of that, we need to learn about, uh, we need to... We need to essentially be able to filter everything through through the word, yeah. but then also, um, sorry, losing a little bit of my train of thought here. <laughs> well, let me see, because what I see happening right now, the governments of this world, including here in the United States, are trying to move more to a national cryptocurrency than paper money, Yes, which means... They'll monitor and control every single transaction that you make. You won't be able to tip the paper boy without them knowing about it on some level, you know? <laughs> and, and to me, that, I mean, we're already here. You know, you go into the grocery store, you see people just, they don't even insert their credit card into the machine anymore and punch in a code. They just lay it on top, bloop, and it's done. You know, I mean, it's, it's getting to that point that, it's more, and, and to be honest, I've probably used my debit card 90% of the time. You know, yeah. Because it's just so convenient. I don't have to carry cash on me. But that's, when you stop and look at it from an end times perspective, that's exactly what we're walking into. You know? <laughs> and, and once the government says we are now using the u.s crypto dollar and every country has its own you're not going to be able to save money under, underneath the mattress or anything like that to use in an emergency because the just like the confederate money you know once the war was over they said all this confederate money is worthless it's we're not taking any of it and people who had it now just they, they use it for kindling for the fireplace because it was worthless they couldn't even trade it in for dollars and uh, that's that's where we're getting. That's that's where we're heading. This this entire world's gonna be that. So there's someone in in Phoenix, Arizona, sends someone in South Africa or Kenya a donation, a missionary over there. The government's gonna know about it. And if they don't like what you're doing or they don't like what they're doing, that transaction will fail. You'll get a little oh, transaction. I I just. You know, I, I invest online and stuff, and sometimes I get on there and maybe the bad connection, but they say transaction failed. Try to get transaction failed. You know, the government's going to be able to do that to each and every person, and mm-hmm. and that's where they're heading. And they and it's you know before it was the the mm-hmm. pie in the sky type thing, but they're actually 
talking about legislation with this stuff right now. I mean, that's scary. It, it really is. Let me go on to something. You mentioned to me something called Moore's Law for Chip Science. I've never heard of that yeah. before. Can you explain that to us? So this is where I was kind of framing this a little bit before um, in, this, in, in our podcast here. But uh, essentially with regards to Daniel, the book of Daniel, about how knowledge will increase at a rapid pace. And so this is kind of where we see the, this idea of the framing of AI here about how it's able to mass all this data. It's able to mass all this data. Well, Moore's law essentially is this idea of transistors, is that the amount of transistors doubles every, it exponentially increases. So if you pull out an exponential chart, you will see that Moore's law is, is all about chips, okay? And so the doubling the amount of transistors every few years, okay? Which is an insane amount of, of computing capacity. And so everything runs on chips, yeah. okay? So everything from your phone to the washer machine, yep. to your air conditioning unit is ran by chips, okay? And so Watch. when we get this level of Moore's law, <laughs> everything is increasing at a rapid pace. It literally proves Daniel's prophecy yeah. right there. Like that for me was this great indicator of what's going on in the world. Oh my gosh, chips are so fast now. Oh my gosh, now they can control everything down to the chip level. And that's how they're doing it. That's how they're able to control everything you see is through chips. Amen. And and what's the big uh, argument you hear on the news all the time about, you know, trade with China? They control the stuff that makes the chips, you know, and then, you know, that's, you know, well, we can't really make them mad because they'll cut off our supply of, of computer chips. Yeah. And that's, that's, you know, amen. Amen. You discussed something referred to as the singularity as a desire yeah. to be wise. What do you mean by that? Yeah. So the singularity is essentially something that AI people were working on for a long time, mm. a long time. It was kind of like, what is it? The nuclear bomb, like the Manhattan Project that was worked on for a long time during World War II. Right? Yeah. And so everybody was hush-hush about it. Everybody was, you can't talk about this. Well, same thing with regards to singularity. Mm. While thought leaders were talking about the singularity and saying, we're going to achieve this by 2030. We are not, on, we are not there yet. Yes, we were. Two years ago, three years ago, we were there at Singularity, but it was just not publicized yet. And so I first came into awareness of Singularity when I was leaving my first employer. They ran it on me to let me know how powerful they were, how connected they were. This is a massive company, okay, we're talking about? This is a massive company that had access to this level of technology. But essentially, what they made it known to me was that they could essentially leverage predictive analytics about the future. But I want to first, before going into that, I want to break it down what the singularity is. Essentially, it's the subconscious awareness that AI has outpaced the ability for humans to create and to exist. Okay, so it's essentially this establishment of here's where AI is at. It, it leveraged the knowledge principle of what we just talked about, about Moore's law or whatever it was, where transistor doubling, because that's how it was kind of powered by all these supercomputers, leverage all this data to amass all this knowledge and information. And so we see this curve that has happened here, especially with AI, about what it was able to do. And so it went from the baby that we just talked about to now being this adult that is superhuman adult, okay, where now it can amass all this knowledge and this ability to know everything, which is a significant issue. And so uh, if, you, if you guys think about this Drake song, Drake in the weekend, they did a song uh, to, about a year ago, and the AI was able to make a song just like their song. They made it before, AI made it before their song. 
And so literally leveraging their voice, it sounded just like them. And so now we get into deep fakes. Now we get into uh, voiceovers where it's now able to take your voice, Pastor Bob, my voice here and literally leverage it for AI to essentially assume uh, uh, the ability to have a digitized carve out of you and me. So that way they can quote unquote live forever. Right. Um, and so now we see this in technology about how it's more advanced than we are. So now it can be us. Okay. And so we get to this place of immortality or immor yeah, immortality of wanting to be like God. Okay. So we go back to the garden and this is what the Lord started unveiling to me back in 2022 about the technology of, of we're back in the garden now. We're Adam and Eve. We're back in the garden after sin. We just ate the apple, right? Satan told us we can be like God, knowing good and evil, right? Yep. That's what the word says in Genesis 3, wherever it is. Uh, we can be like God, knowing good and evil. Well, now, because I know everything, and especially if I take that chip, which I'm never going to do, you can torture me. I don't care. I'm not going to take that damn chip. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And so if yeah. you did, you know, that's the whole sale of the, of the pitch of the chip is going to be that you can be like God, knowing everything you can be God, you can be God. And so that's where we're at right now, where, where knowledge is at this, at this exponential increase, ex exponential rate, where everything is moving so fast now, where technology is so good and it's way better than they're selling it to you in person, where everything is about two years latent from where it was, yeah. Yeah. where it's going to now. Yep. So we're going to see this fast paced of society in 10 years here. It's going to be wildly different than it is now. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, amen. Amen. If we're still here in 10 years, praise God. Amen. You also believe as I do, uh, and many other prophecy experts that I've talked with, that we are living in the last generation right now. Oh, yeah. Before we close here in a minute or two, explain your thoughts on this for us based upon the math. You've done the math on it. Yeah. Oh yeah. So 1000 years is a day to the Lord, right? Mm -hmm. So one day is a thousand years mm -hmm. to the Lord. I mean, whatever it is. So last two days, right? 2000 years, two days, last days, always conversion of the Bible. That's what I've read it. Filtered that through that, got the conversion. Uh, I think we're in the last hour of the last days. So you take one hour, you get 40 years out of 24 hours, you get 40 years. Now you just talked about here about last 10 or last 10 years. I think we're in 10, 15 years, maybe 20 years tops. 30 years top extreme tops extreme best case four years yeah yeah somewhere around that range just because of the level of technology that exists now so i'm really happy that you mentioned that yeah i've talked to numerous people on this podcast listen to others uh, on youtube and things like that and it's almost a consensus that the you know and they're you know i'm not going to get into day and hour and all that but the almost a universal consensus is they're anticipating it. The return of Jesus between 2030 and 2040, hmm. somewhere in that area, you know, and uh, the, the central median, I guess is 2035 is what a lot of people are, are anticipating, but you know, that's getting, I'm, I'm just saying we're here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, but the know, word would say that nobody knows the, the day exactly or, day or hour actually yeah. going to be but, you know we can kind of pinpoint around the range of that right yeah that's right and and i mean they're they're talking about the advancement of technology world events that are happening i mean israel with what's going on there right now and the entire world is against israel for defending themselves you know i mean okay. you, you just go down the checklist in the book of revelation and it just put the check marks as you go. 
you know, that this is happening, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. And, and we're, we're there. I mean, we are there. I fully expect it. I fully expect to be here when the return of Jesus comes. Now, yes, I could die in a car accident yeah. this afternoon. Only the Lord knows that future. But if, if I, I fully expect to visibly see with my eyes great in that moment. Day of the Lord. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Hopefully, yeah, I want to so, see that so bad. Ryan, this has been so interesting. How can someone get in touch with you if they have any questions or, you know, like to possibly have you come and speak at their church or at an event, something like that? How can someone get in touch with you? I'd be so honored. I'd love to do that. I'd love to serve them. Um, my, my email address, um, write to me on LinkedIn, message me. What's I'll your email emails. address? My email is, my email is Ryan, R-Y-A-N, E-G-E-L-S-T-O-N at gmail.com and then you can also yeah there's other ways through to my website as well and what's your website my website is ryan r-y-a-n-e-g-e-l-s-t-o-n.com and with the www yeah yep i'll put links to all this in the show notes down below i'll also include your linkedin uh, link over there as well praise god thank you so much this has been truly an interesting conversation. I have learned some things that I had not thought of today, especially in relation to artificial intelligence. Hey, man, I believe you have too. Glory to God. I urge you, drop down to the show notes. Reach out to Ryan. Ask your questions. You know, to my fellow podcasters out there listening right now, reach out and invite him to be on your program. Praise God. This is information that needs to be shared far and wide in these last of the last days, just as you heard. Praise God. Drop down the show notes. Reach out to Ryan Eggleston right now, today, while you're listening. Don't wait. That's how I'll do it later. Because you know how the devil is. He's going to try and make you put it off till you forget all about it. Do it right now while you're thinking about it, while you're listening to it. Just click that link. Praise God. Ryan, thank you again for coming on the program today and sharing all about what you're doing for the body of Christ and preparing us for the soon return of Jesus. Praise God. I appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thank you for having me on here. It's been a blast. Amen. Folks, that's all the time we have for today. For Ryan Eggleston and myself, this past about reminding you to be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do.